every well, time we talk about that's something. what's so great about michigan <laughs> yeah there's so much and it's so much fun <clears throat> to do everything i mean we're talking about what we i mean what we have i would say we have two of the best walleye fisheries in the country as well mm-hmm. the detroit river and saginaw bay yeah i mean I'm Hunter Jordan. I'm Colin Blaylock. And welcome to the Great Lakes Experience. Today's episode is brought to you by Big Al's Baits and Shifty Seasoning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big One Zero. We've made it to double digits, and we figured what better way than to celebrate our 10th episode any other way than just talking about the good Great Lakes State. Today's episode will be all about things to do in Michigan between hunting opportunities, fishing opportunities, sightseeing, and just all-around activities to enjoy in the Great Lakes Mitten. So without further ado, we'll get into it. Starting off with a hot one here, Hunter. What do you think is the most unique thing Michigan has to offer for an outdoorsman? I think the most unique thing that Michigan has to offer would probably be Honestly, just the mo- like the wide array of stuff that the state offers to you. I mean, whether it's hunting, fishing, or if you just want to go like hiking and trails, um, if you want to go up to the UP and see the big forests or the mountains. Not that those are really mountains, but they're labeled mountains. For Michigan, they are. Yeah, they're. I mean, so I would say that in itself, to me, is just. I mean, how many states can you go? See the mountains, go catch trout, go catch bass, shoot a buck, an elk, um, and go hike national forests in one state. Idaho, Colorado. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but Anyways, that's not what this podcast is about. We're talking about Michigan, buddy. Michigan is very unique. Um, no doubt about it. And it's like, so first to start off, we'll go probably into, I think, the hunting aspect of it. Um doesn't matter if you're on the east side, west side, up north. Um, there's just so many opportunities to go hunting, whether it's um, chasing big whitetail bucks in southwest Michigan or if you get that once-in-a-lifetime chance to hunt elk up in Atlanta. I mean, you put your points in for however many years and then you finally get drawn, you win that opportunity. I mean, there's not too many places, especially in the Midwest alone, where you can hunt elk. And big, big elk. Big that. elk. Um, the store we work at, DNR Sports, there's actually there's a mount in the store of, I think it's the biggest, I think it's the biggest elk shot by a female. That state record as well. Yeah. And that came from Atlanta, Michigan. Um, now it's not, I wish you could, I wish it was something you could just go, you could just go hunt them. Yeah. But... You put your points in at wherever you buy your your hunting licenses, and hopefully you get drawn one day. And, I mean, it's a super sweet opportunity. I know my uncle's done it. Um, a kid I used to work with back home, he's done it. Um, so I just think it's really sweet. Um, and, I mean, once you go over to, like, mainly on the west side of Michigan between the National Forest up by Baldwin, um, down... If you get down closer here, there's like Allegan State Game Area. You go a little further south, you'll hit um, Three River State Game Area. There's just so many 
there's so many acres of state game state land that you can hunt on in West Michigan. And I know there's a bunch back home too where I'm from on the east side over in the thumb, but over here there's there's just more opportunities for bigger deer. Yeah. And I think it's insane. I was it was crazy moving from over there to where we had some nice deer but nothing like over here. It was crazy. I mean, we got everything for them. We got great bedding habitat. We got food, water. I mean, the only thing bad is, is we don't, good way to put it, we don't hunt them like we should. We should have more restrictions so we yeah. can get those better classes of bucks. Yeah, exactly. But that's a whole thing for a different episode. <laughs> Let's not get into that here. Yeah. But kind of piggybacking off the public game area, federal land stuff, the UP, it's nuts. I mean, it's everywhere up there, mm-hmm. whether it's hiking, hunting, fishing. I go up there, upland hunt, waterfowl hunt, and, I mean, it's one in a million. Mm-hmm. The UP is the definition of God's country. It is so untouched when you look at all other parts of Michigan, the Midwest. I mean, a lot of the areas, you don't get cell reception, and if you do, it's piss poor. Yeah. And you just see stuff that you don't see anywhere else. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about Michigan is because you do have the, you do have the, like the bigger cities where you don't you don't miss out on things like cool restaurants or going to concerts and stuff like that. And then you also have the opportunity to go to squirrels ass nowhere and just get away from everything. That's 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 probably to go to back to your first question. That's probably my most my favorite part about Michigan. The versatility. Yeah. Mhm. <clears throat> what would you say is the most unique hunting you could do here or that you've done? Obviously, I mean Midwest elk is very unique, mm-hmm. but let's say something that you've done personally. Um I would say probably Honestly, I would probably move towards waterfowl just because, like, you have places like Saginaw Bay over in the Thumb. Like, that's one of the biggest waterfowl hotspots in the country, I would argue, kind of. Not like the it's got one of the deepest uh, heritage as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if, going back to before, there's not a lot of states where you can go shoot all the puddle ducks and stuff like that and then you can also find all those divers as well oh yeah i mean we got a huge array of divers from i mean you got long-tailed or old squaw whatever you um call them you got scoters which are really big water ducks i mean you shoot those maine new jersey all the east coast west coast alaska um we don't see a lot of harlequin that's more of west coast like alaska type stuff but we have common eiders, which is an awesome duck, um, ruddy ducks, cans. I mean, the east side is full of cans. Mm-hmm. And you just have so much to offer from waterfall hunting. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, you get dry field mallards, some of the best honker hunting. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely states that probably hold higher numbers, but, I mean, Michigan's a very good goose hunting state, with mm-hmm. the, without a doubt. Yeah. And I think that's that's probably what I would say I've done the most, like, as far as, like, uniqueness goes. Because I've not done, like, a ton of grouse hunting or pheasant hunting or anything like that. So I would say that the the waterfowl, to me, would be the most, like, unique thing that I've done. What about you? 
I'd have to say well, upland hunting. I mean, obviously waterfall hunting is my biggest passion. It's what I, if I could do one thing, that's what I'm going to do. But at the same time, upland hunting, just the places I've seen through it, because you really get to some areas that they're not untouched, but they're basically untouched. And it's insane, especially in the UP. Obviously, I'm not going to give exact spots, but even lower, the lower upper has so many areas that you can go upland hunt and you get back in some of those woods and you're just like holy holy shit where am i mm-hmm. yeah but the the flush of a grouse even a woodcock it gets your heart pumping man yeah. especially when you're about you you can literally almost step on a woodcock before you get that thing to flush yeah and you're like holy crap and you're kind of like you're anticipating something to flush at any time, but it doesn't matter how ready you are, especially for a woodcock or a grouse. <laughs> and they're right and blow you. And then the grouse is just like a thunder gobble, man. You can feel it inside you. You just hear that. Yeah. And it's go time. Yeah, that's one of the cool things I've, I've noticed. Like, So last year I took a trip up to the Osable to fly fish and, uh, in October. And you go float, you'll be floating down the river, and all of a sudden you'll hear them drumming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's super sweet to me too. Is just the the diversity of species in our oh it's, in our state. It's very wide. Funny story about the um, uh, grouse and doing its drumming. When I was younger, we were out turkey hunting one spring, and they'll get their drumming logs. And obviously, I knew what a grouse drumming was, but it never clicked. I felt so stupid afterwards. But we get in from turkey hunting and. My uncle was like, did you guys hear any grouse drumming? I was like, no, but I, man, it sounded like somebody couldn't get their lawnmower started, <laughs> and it just kept puttering out, and he says, that was the grouse I was hearing. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I feel like such a moron now. <laughs> yeah. But hearing that sound, I mean, it's insane, and to see Because it's loud. It's very loud, the and fact just to see him do it is very unique I haven't well. seen. I haven't seen him do it. What do they just sit on a log, and they just... Yeah, a lot of them, I mean, excuse me, a lot of the drumming logs you'll see are um, aspen or poplar that are falling. Um, I want a photographer, like photograph one, because I think that'd just be an insane picture. And a lot of people have done it, but just seeing them is, I mean, it's so unique. Yeah, and I think that, that I'll take that into the next part of like... Um, just the stuff that you're able to witness in Michigan to me is another part that makes the state so great is like, like you could see like, whether it's turkeys in the springtime, there's nothing I think sweeter than watching a turkey strut. Oh yeah. Especially when you get up close with them and you see it or when they, when they gobble, when there's a group of like four or five of them and they all gobble at the same time. That that's super sweet too. Oh yeah, it's like they're all getting electrified, all their heads start shaking. I mean, you can't help but laugh. Yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, one of my favorite things is like if I'm driving down the road and I see a flock of turkeys, I I beep the horn and see if any of them stick their heads out. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because when they're strutting stuff, it's a very graceful strut. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like they glide. Yeah, it's almost like poetic. 
Yeah. But seeing them fly down from a tree, from the roost tree. Not poetic. Holy shit. Like, wow. Wow. were you drinking all night? <laughs> Commotion. Yeah, that's probably one of the greatest parts to me. So that kind of covers most of our hunting here, I would think. Um, so I'll carry over into, like, the fishing aspect of Michigan. I would I would probably argue that Michigan is probably one of the one of the best states to be in if you want to catch <coughs> so many so many different species, I guess. I mean, for freshwater, you cover just about everything. I mean, mm-hmm. off the top of my head, the only thing I really think that we don't have that comes to head right away is a blue cat. Yep. Which I guess some areas might that I'm not aware of. Yeah, I and, think they're further south. And alligator gar. Those are the two that come right in my head that I'm like, we don't have. Yeah, the only thing I wish we still had was grayling. Yeah. But there's they're actually working on bringing those back. There's yeah, isn't there a grayling mission or something? Yeah, it's a Michigan grayling initiative. initiative. Yep. yep. I think they're... I thought it was supposed to be... This year, within the next few years, they're supposed to start reintroducing them to, I think, the Upper Manistee, it was. Because that, that's, like, the coldest stream we have yeah. in the Lower Peninsula. And that would be sweet to see those come back, because that was one of our native fish. And that was, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that was the most predominant trout we had in Michigan mm-hmm. at one time. Yep. But they got overfished and from the logging industry, taking all the trees off the banks. They just yeah. got picked off and then the introduction of the brown trout that pretty much finished them off that pushed yeah. them out the door um <clears throat> which another thing i mean we're the first state in the country to introduce german brown trout i think so yeah it is yeah yep and i think they introduced them i can't i'm not exactly sure where they introduced them i think it was the ensemble was it yeah. that's what i was gonna say and a lot of people think that Brown trout and rainbows and steelhead are all native, but the only native trout to Michigan are lakers, brook trout, and the grayling, which is which is gone now. But I mean, splake is a type of yeah laker yeah. brook. Yep. And I guess that kind of the UP mm-hmm. you can do it all. I mean, you can get really big splake, huge lakers. I mean, if you want to really nice brook trout up there too that's the place to do it yeah i really want to go up there to catch brook trout i need to catch brook trout in general first but even down here there's there's small streams that are cold enough to hold them down here in yep. west michigan that's that's the other cool thing to me is like you don't have to go all the way up north to catch cold water species Yep. you can Right here in Kalamazoo. I mean, we've caught them out of the Kalamazoo River, brown trout. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks that it's strictly warm water fish in there. But all those feeder creeks dump in. If you get there early spring and you throw trout patterns, I mean, we were catching them on bass patterns too. So, yeah. I mean, they're there. <clears throat> they And I would say probably if the river was a little cleaner, you could keep them there. You could probably just about keep them there all year round. It gets pretty warm, so I don't know if they would stay. But yeah. If it was cleaner water, I wouldn't be surprised if they did stay. But talking about, like, the traveling aspect, I guess that's one thing that I really love about Michigan is I love traveling and, like, the journey of going places. Mm -hmm. And you can go two hours in Michigan and feel like you're in a whole different state. Yeah. I grew up doing that. And I guess I did trout fishing back, like, around home when I was younger. Yeah. But... 
man, I look forward to when I went up north. Like yep. fishing the little man, the PM, the Manistee, stuff like that. I mean, that's learning how I learned how to cast in the little manistee. Yeah. If you couldn't cast in there, you weren't gonna catch fish. Yeah, exactly. I mean, did you lose twenty spinners? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did I throw spinners? Yes. I know you're gonna give me a little shit for that. No, no, no. But <clears throat> I mean it's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, that was really cool. So when I first started fly fishing, when I moved over here, I took a I took a trip. I just went by myself up to up to Baldwin, I went to go fish the PM. Oh, yeah. And I remember once you get, I took the back way, so I didn't go 131 all the way. I took the back way through, and it takes you through the National Forest. Oh, yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, dude, it's like I'm not even at home anymore. Because like, you go through, like, White Cloud and all that. Don't yep, yeah, it's, yep. it takes a little more time, but. It's totally worth it, because I was thinking, dude, this is another state I'm in. It's, oh, yeah. It's so sweet that you can drive, like, two hours max, and then you're in. A totally different world. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's even just the difference between being over here and going back home. Yep. As soon as you cross, like, as soon as you get past, like, East Lansing and you start heading, you're going east that way, and it's just cornfields. Yeah. And I think that's where the waterfowl thing comes in is there's why it's such good goose hunting back home versus here is they have, there's so many fields back home. Yeah. And... I grew up in a very big agriculture town, mm-hmm. so, man, I thought Michigan was always like that. I mean, I thought it was all cornfields and stuff, yep. but it's very divided. Like, the east side, there's a lot of fields, there's a lot of water, and we have a lot of water on the west side, too. That's Don't one get of my, me wrong. That's one of my favorite parts, is there's so many... That was what baffled me so much, was, like, being here in Kalamazoo, you can drive 15 minutes... North, south, east, west, doesn't matter. 15 minutes, any direction, and you will be at some body of water. You could kayak, you could fish, you could just go swim if you want, a little boating pleasure oh, if yeah. you want. That's why I'm so partial to the east side now. Yep. It's just because there's so many opportunities to hunt, fish, hike trails, do whatever you want. It's it's just insane to me. Yep. I it, it blew my mind when I realized how much water was over here. And as soon as you cross the bridge, so once you cross the Mackinac Bridge, for the folks that don't live in Michigan, don't know, yes, we have to take a bridge to get to the Upper Peninsula. But once you hit the Upper Peninsula, it's so different. I mean, mm-hmm. there's huge cedar swamps. That's basically all you drive through, cedar swamps. Yeah. And there's so much history in the UP. Yeah. Whether it's Whitefish Point, the museum there, with all the freighters and stuff. But just seeing the differences from north to south in Michigan, or even east and west, it's so unique. Yeah. And like Kitchitakippi and stuff. I know we were talking about that a little bit earlier, um, before the podcast started. There's just so much. And then Lake Michigan, Lake Huron, Lake Superior. Yep. I mean, we're... 35-minute, 40-minute drive from Lake Michigan. Yep. Not only is it one of the best fishing lakes in the country, it's, I mean, it's a beach lifestyle there. Yeah. It's so crazy how you get there and so much things change. I mean, there's people that surf out there. Yep. Like, you hit those little, those little, uh, like, marina towns, I guess you would call them. Oh, yeah. Like, South Haven or Saugatuck or, um... There's one more right up there, um, but what it's it's like you're you're on the coast, 
Oh, yeah. It's it's like there's little shops everywhere. Everybody's just walking around downtown, hanging out. You go to the beach. I mean, go see the lighthouses. I think Michigan has 17 or 20 lighthouses if you go, like, up along the coast of West Michigan. And that that's really cool. I like going to see, like, if like you go to the piers and you can see the lighthouses. And oh, yeah. And, and it... It strikes me every time when I walk up to the beach, whether it's South Haven or St. Joe, and usually you're kind of elevated and you're always looking out. I'm always thinking, I forget how big this damn lake is. Yeah. I mean, you sit out there and you're like, it never you ends. almost hope to see something, but you're like, the only thing you're going to see out there is a boat. Yeah. And it just it's goes. It just goes and yeah. it goes. Um, and then I think one of the other cool things, too, about like, like lakeside stuff is once you go up to, you get... North of Muskegon, then you hit the dunes. Oh, yeah. The dunes are sweet. If you guys, if you haven't checked out the dunes, I highly recommend going up north of Muskegon, up by uh, Ludington, and then you go further north, up by, was it? Sleeping Bear Dunes yeah. and all that. Yep. You'll hit the, yeah. It's, the going to see those is insane, because you'll climb up one, and then you'll think you're there, and then there'll be three more past that one. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it just, they just keep going. It's so huge. I haven't been to Sleeping Bear Dunes in a while, but I remember the last time I was there. I mean, that's, it's a steep hill to walk up. Oh, yeah. And, and it's sand. Oh, yeah. So it's already And it's always hard. hot. Yeah. You're burning your feet, and I'm like, I was a chunky kid, you know. <laughs> I'm like... Damn, I don't want to run back up this. I mean, going down it's fun, but then you look up, you're like, oh hell no. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's so gorgeous. And then, Lunnington, bringing up Lunnington. Lunnington's such a cool town. Yeah, it's. I mean, you can catch anything off the piers. You can go out there catch huge smallmouth, catch steelhead, kings, coho, Lakers. It's just perch. Yeah, I mean. The expectations are limitless. Yeah. It's really like a, I would say that Michigan's like a one-stop shop for pretty much any fish species you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of people shit on them, but freshwater drum, fun to catch. A blast. If you, if you showed a majority of average outdoorsmen a black drum and our white drum here, they probably would just say it's the same fish with different color. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, like, I'll kind of hop back onto the fishing thing. Um, I think it's pretty crazy that here we have probably, if not the best, the second best smallmouth fishery in the United States. The only one I would say that Saint Lake St. Clair is behind is the... St. Lawrence River in New York. I mean, even you get really good stuff, too, if you go up to the St. Mary's River. Oh. Up north. Don't even get me started with that. Yeah, I know you fish the St. Mary's quite a bit. Don't you go every year? Yeah, I actually grew up. We used to do a Labor Day trip. Though, I mean, it was kind of, it's, it's on the beginning of the salmon run mm-hmm. on Labor Day up there. But it's nuts the amount of people that go up there and fish it. Yeah. But, I mean, you can catch. <coughs> he's, he's dying. Hunter and I reversed roles this right? week. Yeah. so You can hear me, now I can't hear him. We're both getting over a little, a little cold. But the St. Mary's River, you can catch huge 
six pound smallies out there. Mm -hmm. You can catch every salmon species possible. It's where the Atlantic salmon were introduced in, I think, the 80s, if I remember right. Um, there's just so much. I mean, you catch rainbows, mm -hmm. there's pike, and then you're only a little short drive away from Detour, Drummond Island, and the start of Lake Huron, or you can make the run to Lake Superior. Yeah. And yeah. Lake Superior, I mean, if you're looking for a world-class lake trout fishing experience, you don't even have to leave the country. Obviously, Canada's known for their big lakers, but yeah, uh, standard rock on Lake Superior, yep. I mean, that's what they're known for, there's, sight fishing huge lakers. Yeah, there's even, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was... It was either the it was either Saginaw Bay or Lake St. Clair. My dad was fishing. He was ice fishing this one winter, and he caught like a. I think it was, like thirty six or close to forty. It was a Laker pulled it through the ice. My dad thought he had like state record walleye. He oh, thought God. he nailed it. He thought he had it, and then he got it, and it was a Laker. And uh, <coughs> the picture's still hanging on my fridge back home. I'll have to get a picture of it, and I'll show you sometime. But it, it's all it's. There's just so many opportunities for fishing here that that's one of my that's probably my favorite part. I keep I would, changing it every time. <laughs> every well, time we talk about that's something. what's so great about Michigan. It's, <laughs> yeah. There's so much and it's so much fun to do everything. I mean, we're talking about what we. I mean, what we have. I would say we have two of the best walleye fishers in the country as well. Mm -hmm. The Detroit River and Saginaw Bay. Yeah. I mean. I watched, my buddy sent me a video this morning. There's a walleye tournament out there with 110 boats. Yep. Today. And, I mean, look at the weather. It's 30, 30 degrees, blowing 25. I heard it's supposed to almost gust up to 40 on the east side today. Yeah. Then there's still 110 boats. I mean, that just shows you how prime that fishery is. Yeah. Especially this time of year and the next few weeks, too. It's going to get on fire. Yeah. So, if you're looking for something to do while you're here to go fish... Um, there's, the possibilities are endless. Um, yeah. Go to a harbor on the west side on Lake Michigan. Talk to some charter captains. Get out. Do some big lake trolling. Get inland. Fish some trout streams. I mean, there's a lot of guides, especially the PM. Yeah. I mean, the yep. PM's a world-renowned river system. Yeah. I mean, people travel all over the country to come fish the PM. Yeah, and I mean, even like just like to go like onto the PM and all the rivers up north and stuff. Even if you just want to do like a little family fun trip, um, if you want to float down a river in tubes or if you want to go canoe, I mean, you could go to the PM over further east. You could go to the Rifle or the Pine, which the, is a little more north. Yep, the Osable. Um, I know we used to take a family trip every year. We would kayak down the Osable, and it was. It was so sweet. I loved I loved kayaking or canoeing down there, just to see all the stuff you'd see and. Oh yeah. It's it's just like I said. It's like a different world up there. And then it was really cool because we haven't done that trip in a few years. It was really cool to come back last year when we went in October to go fish, to like. <coughs> it just like all those memories just like flooded back into your head. Just seeing like certain spots where you'd remember stopping for lunch or whatever. Oh, yeah. Each time so, you get some of my uncle flipped me over in the canoe, and it's just so you remember those spots, and it's it's super sweet. There's tons of all those pretty much all the towns that have the river flow through it. There's some sort of service where you could 
rent a canoe or a couple kayaks for the day. I mean, Osable's got at least three of them. I know if you go to Twining, there's a guy who lives there. He runs a little kayak service to float the rifle. Um, I floated down the rifle with my my older brother, um, and that was it's those those kind of trips to me are super fun just because. You can relax, you can kick back, have a few drinks, just float down the river and see everything out. And the, all the people you'll meet doing that stuff, especially oh, yeah. in the summertime. There's some crazy people out there. There's also some really cool ones. You don't realize how many people travel that river, and not even just the fishing. I mean, that just the having a chill weekend with your friends or family. I remember we didn't do one last year. We usually do a rafting trip every year. And it started on the pine, and the pine is a little bit faster than p.m., so can't drink as much. Not only that, but you go down the p.m., it's just super relaxing. Yep. But you don't go down a bank, really. If it's a sandy bank with room to, like, sit for a while and eat, there's people on the bank. and Yeah. Usually those raft, canoe, kayak companies, they're sold out every weekend. Yeah. And the campgrounds are loaded, and... I mean, the campgrounds have a bus that take you to the river and mm-hmm. back. It doesn't get any easier. Yeah. So, like, I would I would say, like, the best little vacation weekend getaway thing would be to head up north. Up north, like, north of Cadillac, I would say. That I, I call Cadillac. Cadillac's where I say is, like, that's, you're up north. I consider it, like, in Big like Rapids and east. above. Yeah, okay. Because you get... I mean, Baldwin, you're still, I mean, Baldwin and Lennington, kind of that tipping point to where it's really getting northern, and yeah. then you get the really scenic stuff. Yeah, yep. And I would say, like, that line just goes pretty much straight east, maybe a little southeast. Yeah. Just because the urbanization and stuff isn't as far north on the east side. But go up north, go float some rivers, hang out at a camp, rent a campsite for a weekend, and just go hang out. That's probably my favorite thing to do like family trips and stuff like that is when we go camp up north with like the whole family i think that's probably that's the most fun to me is when you do stuff like that oh it's it's a riot just <clears throat> there's just I so mean, many so memories many memory, yeah. yeah so it's, many memories you make and stuff like it's that. it's almost stupid how much memories yeah. you have from it and i remember my cousin she lives in vermont now and she always they come back for the summer they have a lake house here and they're always like Man, I want to see so much more of Michigan. Like, we only get to see West Lake and Portage. Yep. Like, well, shit, Portage ain't that special. Yeah. And I remember we put together a whole trip, like, of everywhere we could go. And I think with everything we had down, it would take you a whole summer to actually travel and see everything. Yeah. Whether it's the stuff on the east side, the west side. I mean, I don't... I think the drive to Porcupine Mountains from here is like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a long drive that's for being in one state. Yeah. And how much you can see. You get to the UP, you can follow the Superior Line all the way up to Houghton. Yeah. I mean, you can see Whitefish Point, uh, Marquette. Marquette's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's like a whole different group of people up there. Yeah. It's a lot of small shop, stuff like that. I'd really like to go up there to see all, like, the the copper stuff. Oh, yeah. All That's, the iron ore and copper. Yeah, and I remember learning about that in, damn, elementary school, I think. 
just that that was like one that was like Michigan's thing back in the day was all the iron ore and copper and oh, yeah. natural like metals and stuff that were mined out of there and I kind of want to see like some of those old places and stuff like that so that's kind of on my bucket list of stuff to hit up in in Michigan even Mackinac Island and stuff like that I mean mm-hmm. you get up there in Mackinac City Man, I never thought about people, like, fighting up there with cannons and shit. And you get up to Mackinac City, yeah. and there's cannons, and there's old, I don't even know what you call them, like, boundary forts and stuff, and just the whole Mackinac City, Drummond Island. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll forever be in love with Drummond Island. I've been there once, and, I mean, it's, it's up there for one of the best trips I've ever been on. Yeah. Just, the food's good up there. I mean, you wouldn't think restaurants The fudge, be, buddy. Uh, I'm not a big fudge guy, but no, just like either. the, and they're not even bars. They're just like little dives that you mm-hmm. go to, and the food's good. The people are nice. Yeah, the fishing's insane. The hunting's good, and you never have a bad time. Ride bikes around Mackinac Island. And oh stuff yeah, like that. I'm drumming. I mean, we got up every morning at like five thirty. Went out and fished. Got in. You ate. Either went and explored, or you shot the shit at the fireplace yep. and played cornhole. Because yeah. it's just For gorgeous euchre. out. Oh, you're going to hate me. I hate euchre. What? Yeah. He's not a true Michigander. I used to play it all the time. Just not a big card guy anymore. Because you lose? No, I like to be outside moving. <laughs> okay, fair. But if it's inside deer camp or something, cards are definitely on the table. Yeah. But, I mean, who who else has a movie based off Michigan? I mean... Have you ever seen Escanaba into Moonlight? Oh, of course I've seen Escanaba into Moonlight. I've told so many people to watch that movie, and they watch it, and they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, that's you gotta a piece be a Michigander. Of, that's a piece of Michigan history. Oh, yeah. That is... An epic movie. Oh, yeah. Bunch of goons. I watched it every deer camp. When we had deer camp up north every year, we were watching that. <laughs> first night, deer camp. That's going to happen in the moonlight. I can't tell you how many times we watched that in Talladega Nights. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I'll, I'll remember that stuff forever. Yeah. That's what's really sweet, too. And another thing that I really like is <clears throat> all the different stuff you can go, like, see. Oh, yeah. Like me, like, so on the east side, if you go to the tip of the thumb, there's, um, I think it's Port Austin was where we would go. Me and my buddies in high school, we would go to Port Austin, and we'd, uh, we'd go out, there's this big rock it's called turner brock have you ever heard of it i've heard of it never been there it's pretty sweet it's just this big little like rock that was just chiseled away and it comes down to like a point like about the point's probably like a little bit smaller than this room that we're in and then it just comes out super white you can climb up on top of it and there's like people's names carved into it and painted on and stuff like that it's really sweet to go see and we like woke up super early one morning and went out and like watched the sunrise on huron and and then if you go a little further north, you can you can kayak out to Pitchard Rocks. Oh yeah. There's a there's a service up there. Um, you rent a kayak from this place, and they've got property on the lake or whatever. And then you kayak over to Pitchard Rocks, and then it's all just like I don't even know how to describe it. Pitcher Rocks is one of the most amusing things. You can go and do and see. Yeah. Just seeing the different colors that are, I don't know if it's slate rock or what kind of rock it is. But yeah. 
just carved it's out nuts. from years and years of the glaciers and the water and it's it's super sweet yeah and there's actually because my buddy went to lake state they'd go cliff jumping every year mm-hmm. and i mean you don't think of michigan and be like hey let's go cliff jumping yeah we got it we got it that was there was a so the town like the closest lake town to me back home was lexington it was the same thing i lived about 35 40 minutes from like here on at home and we would our, our we would go to Lexington Beach and then you go down to the pier there's rocks all along like big rocks oh, and yeah. that was the thing we everybody you go jump off the rocks into the lake and the thing was Lake Huron was always so damn cold oh they all are it's so it doesn't matter if it's July it's still cold there's Icy. a pucker factor <laughs> 100% um <clears throat> But then another good one to go sightsee, like you were saying, is uh, like up in, up in the UP, if you go up to the Porcupine Mountains. Oh, yeah. There's a, is that a national forest? I think yeah. it is. So you go up there, you check that out. There's trails all through there. <coughs> um, there's Huron National Forest over by the Osable. Um that's another good one to go check out. There's the Manistee National Manistee. Forest. That's huge. Manistee is huge. That goes from north of Baldwin all the way down to close to Muskegon, I think. Yeah. I was looking it up the other day for project in class and just the amount of acreage there is in Michigan to go hike, camp, just go sightsee and stuff is insane. Like I think Manistee's like 35,000 acres or something. Yeah, that's just astronomical. It's, it's huge. Nuts. It's huge. What kind of... Go ahead. Talking about, like, lakes and stuff, especially the Great Lakes. I used to be... I used to geek out about beach glass. I don't know if you ever try to find beach glass. Mm-hmm. So, all those bottles that have been broken or fell into the water and broke over time, well, all the waves that rotate the water system... And the rocks and stuff. That glass smooths out. And eventually washes up on shore. And uh, it's like finding Potosky stones. You go out there, you pick through, and yeah. you find beach glass. And you get a bunch of different colors. You get purples, reds, blues, whites, browns, greens. And you can collect it. It's just, I mean, it's like mushroom hunting. Yeah. It's that one other kind of like, it's not stupid, but it's like, a little thing you can go out and do, and a lot of people don't do it, and a lot of people are very passionate about it. It's one of those, like, niche things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mushroom hunting's a big one. I, I almost forgot about that. And looking for morales. And, oh, yeah. Uh, there's, I've never really went morale hunting, or I don't think I've even ever ate morales. I'm not a big mushroom guy. Even portobellas. Ooh. I mean... They're hard to dislike. But just always, like... Here, there's, there's like you don't, you don't know a ton of people who do it, but the people who do do it, hardcore. I don't, I don't know what the appeal to it is, but it's fun. Yeah. Even if you're not finding them, just out there walking around in Michigan's. But when you nature. find them, it's just, whew, it's I'm like, like a, a little schoolgirl man. I get so excited. <laughs> but if you find one, you know you're gonna find a couple. Yeah. If not. A hundred. Yeah. I mean, you can get on little pods of them, and there's fifty, seventy-five. There's people that almost make a living out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, those people who, I mean, sometimes you go to those shops up 
up like north and stuff like that. They they sell them by the bag. Yeah, and they're expensive. Yeah, around. very expensive. Yeah, but they're tasty. I mean, that's one of the best things about spring is eating morels. What do you do? Just grill them. You can grill them, saute them with butter, which is probably one of my favorites. But like a shallow pan fry with just a thin flour coating to get them crispy, salty. I mean, it's just. They're perfect. You can put them on steak. We do them at fish fries. Yep. That's another thing. I mean, we have huge fish fries here. I mean, people do that around the country, but... Yep. It's just one other thing that we do to pass the time because we're so rich with outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's... I don't know. Michigan's freaking awesome. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. That's pretty much... That's it. You nailed it. I mean, we got bow fishing, too, though. We do That's have bow fishing. A, I mean, really good bow fishing. Mm-hmm. I've heard over Saginaw River, actually, is the spot to bow fish. Saginaw Bay, Saginaw River, any of the... I mean, Lake Michigan's really good. The St. Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're Another, fun to catch, but... Yeah, they are. Okay, so that's what I was just about to start talking about was... Um, Everybody looks at a carp and they think it's all, like, disgusting, like it's a carp. Fly fishing for carp is the most fun I've ever had fishing in Michigan. It is no different than casting flies for bones and reds and stuff like that down mm-hmm. south. It's the it's same salt, concept. It's saltwater 2.0. It is. You have to lay the fly perfectly. They're super skittish. Yeah. And I'm not a big carp fisherman, but I used to do a lot of bow fishing back in the day. And, I mean, you move your big toe in the boat, and they can feel that vibration. Yeah. They're gone. They're fast. Fast I mean, as heck. You look at that, and they're fat. You think they're just slow, like a sluggish, slow, gross. sluggish uh-uh. POS. No. They're all muscle. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to get tail slapped in the face by one of those. No. That was, that's, there's a place back home, um, this little town called Columbiaville. There's a, it's where the, the Flint River's. Um, dammed up. It's the reservoir there. Me and uh, one of the guys from work, um, Uncle Sean, we uh, we decided. I was telling him about this place. I was like, dude, I was like, I've never. I was like, I didn't get. I didn't get into carp fishing till like just last year when you took me. He's like, so I don't know how this would work, but I was like, I know this place back home. It's loaded, absolutely loaded with them. He's like, all right, let's go try it. Oh my gosh, bro. We hit it a little early because they were all spawning. So there's just like... When they're spawning... Once carp are spawning, it's... You better be bow shooting them. Oh yeah, it looks like freaking... It's madness. Looks like hippos out there fighting. Dude, I've never seen so many fish rolling and jumping and flopping. And I've just never seen so many happy carp. Sean's eyes were the size of volleyballs, dude. He was just like... I've never seen anything. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And uh, we ended up catching, I think, like seven or eight of them. But next, this this summer, I think we're going to try and go back for a weekend, like later in like August or July, maybe. When they're not spawning and they're just out cruising, looking for food, just they like They cruise normal. those flats. Mm-hmm. And speaking of cruising, we have a lot of cottonwood trees in Michigan, as most people know. Mm-hmm. And... It is insane how many carp will come up and inhale those cottonwood seeds. Yeah. It looks like snow in the water. So when I kind of started hearing about fly fishing, I was like, I wonder if they make like a cotton seed 
fly. Because if you could see those big cruisers, because a lot of the times, even in deeper water, they'll cruise closer to the top of the water column. Mm -hmm. If you could lay a cottonwood seed pattern fly on them. Yeah, mulberries. They love mulberries. Oh, yeah. Any of those berries, seeds, yeah. they'll hit top water. I think that'd just be insane to see one of those be top water. I'll never forget. Last year when we were over over there carp fishing, there was this big cruiser just coming right towards the boat, and I laid my fly down in front of him, and he just, like, they do this thing where they're, like, you'll see your fly, and they'll, they'll like, they'll, like, suck it in and spit it out and suck it in and spit it out. And I, I, I like, throw it onto this fish, and I see it, like, go in its mouth. And I was just waiting because I wanted to make sure it wasn't just spitting it out. And I was just waiting. And Sean, I look over and Sean's like, what are you doing? Set the hook. <laughs> so finally I just like, I set the hook and it just takes off. Just. Oh, yeah. I was glad I had little like, uh, like the little, uh, like the Sims, like strip guards or whatever. Yeah. And if I didn't have those on, my finger would have got torched because that thing was just Peeling the slack through my oh, fingers, yeah. dude. It was. They'll dog you. There, it's it's so fun. Um, and I think that that's kind of. I think we've covered pretty much all the stuff to do in this great. Oh this yeah. Great state. And it shows. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast. We're yeah. gonna go in depth and talk about everything we just talked about. Because mm-hmm. around the state, there is people that are passionate and super passionate about all of it and there's people that are super passionate about just one thing mm-hmm. and they know it so well yeah and just seeing all the different opinions yeah now that's kind of my favorite part of this show that we've started doing i'm glad we started doing it because it, it, it gives you a perspective of all the different things that we have in michigan it gives you an insider's look on what it is that's going on within that industry or whatever you want to call it um, I think that's probably my favorite part of the show is just meeting all these people and talking to them about their little lifestyle choice that they've they've gone with. One hundred percent. The hundreds of things you could do here. So I think to me that's probably one of my favorite parts about us doing the show and stuff like that. Oh, one hundred percent. Last thing I have to say though is, come to Michigan for the outdoors, not the sports teams. Yeah. Because outdoors won't let you down. Our sports teams will. They let us down every year. So there we've got it for you. Um, if you want to go hunting, stop by. If you want to go fishing, definitely come through. Um, sightseeing, we've got tons of great stuff to offer in the state of Michigan. If you're looking for a weekend trip, Michigan's probably the place to do it. Um, so that's all we've got for you. A nice little short episode, and we figured there's no better way to spend episode 10 of the Great Lakes experience and talking about all the experiences within the Great Lakes state. That's why we do it. That's why we started the pod. Yeah. No better way to celebrate. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, We have almost reached a thousand plays on the podcast in total. Um, I'd say we're doing pretty good. So with us getting so close to that, we kind of wanted to do a small little giveaway. Um, We're not entirely sure what it is. We'll have a post about that though. Um, but we just thank you guys for the continued support of listening to us. It helps us out a ton and it shows us that we got to keep doing this because you guys actually like listening to us ramble here for 45 minutes to an hour. We are very greatly appreciative of how much support we've got from you guys and continue to support us on each episode. Yeah. 
We've got some other big things coming up this summer once things slow down with school for me and Colin. So <clears throat> keep your eye out for that, and we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in.